Bible podcast. We hope you'll enjoy this message by Pastor Joey Bonifacio. We've been tra- talking about miracles, and we began the first two weeks with Pastor Josh talking to you about the various miracles of Jesus. Miracles are simply an extraordinary and welcome events that are not explicable by natural or scientific laws and is therefore attributed to divine agency. Let me repeat that. Extraordinary, welcome events that are not explicable by natural or scientific laws and is therefore attributed to God. The first in miracles that we looked at, what Pastor Josh discussed with you, and last week I talked about this particular miracle in the live service in vivo, the feeding of the 5,000. The feeding of the 5,000 is a very powerful and interesting miracle, and the miracle actually bridges to a second miracle. Interestingly, as you will see, they're connected to each other. That second miracle is Jesus walking on water. There are two versions of this that we will look at today. The first is in the book of Mark, and the second is in the book of John. And you will see that I will be just straddling through both of these accounts so that we will get a better breadth and width of the picture of this miracle. In Mark chapter 6, verse 30, the apostles gathered around Jesus. I'm repeating some of the portions of what I talked about last week regarding the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000. They gathered around Jesus and reported to him all that they had done and taught. They were busy. Then because there were so many people coming and going, they did not even have a chance to eat. Think about how busy they were. And he said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. Notice in the next verses, in verses 32 and 33, they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. They were intending to be alone. But many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot for all the towns and got there ahead of them. In other words, they saw them leaving. They were trying to get some rest, but the people started to follow them. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, by that this time there's now a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. By this time, it was late in the day. And so his disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place, they said, and it's already very late. Send the people away so that they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. As we know from last week's story, Jesus did not send them away. Instead, he fed 5,000 adults, 5,000 male adults. From this point onwards, he helped us understand the second miracle. Notice that they were tired but excited, stretched but exhilarated. Now we look at the version now, continuing forward to the story, in John chapter 6, verse 14. After the people saw the sign that Jesus performed, meaning the feeding of the 5,000, they said, surely this is a prophet who is to come into the world. They recognized the good news is they recognized that there was something special about Jesus. And this was one of the results they wanted. However, we find in verse 15, the unexpected other result, or Jesus knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force. This was something that was not intended or expected. They withdrew again. He withdrew again to a mountainside by himself. I want to talk to you this morning and entitle this message, A Miracle for Unexpected Outcomes. In chapter, the first point I want to make is that life will always have unexpected outcomes, as we see in this particular story. The intent was for them to know Jesus as the Son of God, that there was something special about him, but part of that was not the intent, was for them to force him to become a king who will fight the Romans. 
Unexpected outcomes can be expected all throughout our lives. If you're in business or in any type of industry, you'll find your bosses or you may yourself be telling your, your constituents, manage expectations. Why do we tell people this? Because life will always have unexpected outcomes. And when we have expectations, both imagined or not imagined, we will have surprises along the way when we have outcomes that we didn't expect. It's very often when you come to a restaurant and you find something in the menu and you look at it and you're expecting something great and then the actual product arrives and it's not something you expected. Now, that's not just true for menus. That actually is true for life itself. Sometimes you're simply taking a nonchalant walk to the office and then an unexpected outcome or circumstance appears. This happened to my wife and I during COVID. At the time, we were here in Singapore and our home in Manila was quietly sitting there in a nice village. And next thing we know, the houses across the street were on fire. Unexpected occurrences, outcomes, expectations happen. And notice what happens in Mark chapter 6, verse 45, as we continue on to this journey of the story. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and to go ahead of him to Bethsaida while he dismissed the crowd. You've been wondering, why would Jesus immediately make his disciples get into a boat? The reason was he didn't want them to be engulfed by this notion that he was to become king by force. He sends them out and summarily dismisses the crowd because he knows that that was not the intent that God had sent him to earth for. After leaving them, he went up on the mountain to pray. If you're going to learn something from Jesus, if you have an unexpected occurrence, go out the mountain or go somewhere and pray. Now, switching back over to John's account, we see in John chapter 6, verses 16 and 17, when evening came, his disciples went down to the lake. When they got into the boat and set off across the lake for Capernaum, now it was dark and Jesus had not then yet been joined them. Now, Jesus is up in the mountain, they're in the boat, they're trying to get to the other side, they're trying to get away from this crowd that's trying to force them to force them to make Jesus king. And in John chapter 6, verse 18, it says, a strong wind was blowing and the waters grew rough. Life will always have unexpected outcomes and unpredictable storms. Probably the most recent unpredictable storm that you and I experienced was in 2020. Nobody expected COVID to arrive. And that's the thing about th the life. Expectations are one thing. Things that we cannot predict are another. Nobody in all of history could have predicted the outcomes. In fact, in the early days of COVID from January to June or July, many of us were thinking this was going to end in about six months to a year. And to this day, it's still here. There are unpredictable realities in life. Mark chapter 6, verse 47 and 48 continues. Later that night, the boat was in the middle of the lake and he was alone on land. He saw his disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against them. Notice the words middle of the lake. The middle of the lake is a very important notion for us to understand. It's easy when you start a year. 2023, something's exciting. We're all excited to start with 2023. We just finished fasting. I actually missed it because of an allergy. If you can hear me a little bit nasal right now, it's because I had an allergy and I had to take medication. But nonetheless, there's an excitement that we find in 2023. And there's also something exciting and exhilarating at the end of each year. When you end 2022 and enter 2023, it's always easy when you're at the start and the finish of a race. What's hard in a race is the middle of the race. 
Starting is exciting, ending is exhilarating, the middle is tiring. <laughs> and life will always have these awkward situations of unexpected outcomes or unpredictable storms. And finally, unforeseeable struggles. Notice where it says they were in the middle of the lake and later that night, they were in the middle of the lake and, they, and Jesus was alone on land and he saw his disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against them. There are times and moments in our lives when we have unforeseeable things, where we find ourselves in the middle of a race and we find ourselves tired, straining at the oars because the wind is not going our way. The unexpected, the unpredictable, the unforeseen. These are real things that we can expect in life and these are the situations where we need a miracle from God. John chapter 6, verse 19 continues. When they had rowed about three or four miles, by the way, they estimate that's roughly around four to six kilometers, which is roughly about eight to 9,000 strokes of the oar. <laughs> They're tired. They saw Jesus approaching the boat, walking on water, and here comes the miracle. And they were frightened. Interestingly, when God wants to set us free, when God wants to save us, we get frightened. It's kind of like this ice cream cone, and then we have this expectation, but God really wants us to have this miracle. This thing that we didn't expect was greater than the thing that we unexpectedly found ourselves in. The second point I want to make is the miracle of Jesus exceeds our unexpected outcomes. And many times, because we didn't expect it, we are afraid of the actual miracle. Now, notice what happens in Mark chapter 6, verse 51. He climbed into the boat with them, and the wind died down, and they were completely amazed. It exceeded their expectation. He climbed into the boat with them, and the wind had died down. The very storm that they couldn't predict when it was ending. They were completely amazed. The miracle of Jesus exceeds our unexpected outcomes. It calms our unpredictable storms. Needless to say that many of us have suffered through COVID. Last November, I finally got COVID myself. In fact, some of the things and the issues that I'm feeling right now is because of what they call long COVID. People got healed, but people also died. And people are still suffering from COVID. And yet the miracle is not just the healing, but the reality that Jesus was showing them that there is such a thing as not just the provision of the 5,000 loaves of bread or not just something to be king on earth, but there's something to long for, which is eternal life. John chapter 6, verse 19 continues. When they rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus approaching the boat, walking on water, and they were frightened. But he said to them, it, it is I, do not be afraid. Because of that, they were willing to take him into the boat. And immediately the boat reached the shore while they were, they were heading. Notice what happens. They did not just see Jesus and calm their, 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 their uh, ex failed expectations, calming the storm. Immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading. The miracle of Jesus exceeds our unexpected outcomes, calms our unpredictable storms, but more importantly, it takes us through our unforeseeable struggles. The interesting thing about this combo of miracles, the feeding of the 5,000, the walking on water, is the story doesn't end there. It actually continues in John chapter 6, verse 25. When they found them on the other side of the lake, this is now after they've all crossed over, after the disciples have gotten in the boat, after Jesus walked on water and got on the boat and they're all crossed over to the other side, 
the people found them there because they still followed them. And they said, Rabbi, when did you get here? They answered, very, very truly, I tell you, you're looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and the fishes and had your fill. Jesus saw right through them that the reason why they wanted him to be forced to be the king was they wanted his provisions and they wanted to overthrow the tyranny of Rome. And he was explaining to them that the reason why you're looking for me is not because you see me really as the prophet, you see me really as the God that I came to save you for, you're seeing me because you want something from me. Do not work for food that spoils, he says, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. He was clarifying the importance of understanding that it is not just the provision of God. Well, that's true that God provides for us. That's not the main thing that he does for us. Jumping down to verse 42, and you can read this later after this service is done, after this, this preaching is done, and watch the stories it progresses into their questions regarding wanting food that spoils versus eternal life. At this, it says in verse 41, the Jews began to grumble about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. Essentially, Jesus touched their inner hearts and made them see and see for themselves. They were not really after knowing God. They were after making provisions, God becoming their genie, providing for them. And Jesus was saying that he was the bread of life far beyond just being their genie. And because of this, they started to grumble and about him and said, because he simply said, I am the bread of life. They said, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I came down from heaven? They were actually mad about this idea. From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. The sad story is, miracles that we find ourselves in, whether they're the feeding of the 5,000, or even Jesus walking in water, does not really impress a heart that is insisting on what it wants and not what God wants for us. Now, notice where it says the disciples turned back and no longer followed him. After this, in verse 67, Jesus turns to his own disciples. Now, do you also want to leave too? Do you? Jesus asked the 12. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? We have the words of eternal life. We've come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. This is actually the big side of the miracle. Because Jesus walked on water, because they met him from their unexpected uh, failures, their, uh, their, their, their storms, their unpredictable storms, when they saw this unforeseeable situation they found themselves in, and they saw Jesus walking in the water, they finally saw the big miracle and understood he wasn't just to be forced as a king, that he was actually God himself. The big miracle in our lives is when we see God's divinity. When Jesus walked on water, they'd never seen anybody walk on curling waves in, in, in the middle of the dark. We experience his power, and most importantly, we enjoy sufficiency. We don't just need bread and water and provision from God. We enjoy the fact that God is more than sufficient for everything we have, because he is, after all, the miracle-working God. Let me summarize this message for you. Life will always have unexpected outcomes. I found myself with the unexpected outcomes of allergies in the first weeks of, of the year. Life will have its unpredictable uh, storms. 
and life will have its unforeseeable struggles. The miracle of Jesus, however, exceeds our unexpected outcomes. It calms our unpredictable storms and it teaches us or takes us through our unforeseeable struggles. The big miracle, however, is that when we see his divinity, we experience his power, and finally, we enjoy his sufficiency. Join with me in a short word of prayer as we proclaim Jesus, our Savior, the miracle-working God who exceeds all our expectations. Lord Jesus, we thank you, for you are our miracle-working God. And we thank you for this word that shows us that we're not here to just enjoy bread or to be impressed or to to, to be mind-blown because you can walk on water, but really, Lord, to see your divinity, to see, Lord, your power, to see, Lord, your sufficiency, to meet us in our unexpected outcomes, to calm our unpredictable storms, and to help us and take us through our unforeseeable situations. Be glorified in the midst of your people, God, as we declare this year a year of miracles. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Thank you for listening to the Every Nation Singapore podcast. We hope you've been blessed by today's message. For more information, visit everynation.org.sg.